Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. All righty, everyone. So my name is Hunter Myers. I am the host of the Brand Bite podcast and the founding creative director at Verger Design Co. And I am so freaking excited to welcome Brittany Schmidt to the show today. So she is the founder of Brit Schmidt Clothing of the Clothing Brand and the creator of some super awesome jumpsuits. So Brittany, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So uh, just to say hello to everyone, no matter where they're listening, to, I want to say hello, hola, konnichiwa, ni hao, bonjour, hello, namaste, kamusta, annyeonghaseyo. So wherever you're listening from, hello. Uh, my name is Brittany Schmidt. Yes, and I am the owner and founder of the Brit Schmidt clothing brand, uh, like Hunter said, and creator of jumpsuits and rompers that you do not have to take all the way down to use the bathroom. <laughs> so if anyone has been looking for a solution or you're tired of uh, sitting there freezing in a public restroom or like dislocating your shoulder to try to reach the zipper. Like that's, that's what we got going on here. So we got you. I love it. Brittany, when I was <laughs> reading your application. Okay. So disclosure, everyone, I am yes. the woman who is afraid to pee in a public bathroom, especially, and I also love jumpsuits. And so you right? must know <laughs> the trauma I experience and feel yes. when I have to go to the bathroom and get completely mm-hmm. naked. So tell us where did this idea stem from? Oh man. So I'm going to, I'm going to back up a little bit, even before this idea, because this has been a whole journey and I know that your podcast is all about kind of lifting the curtain. And so, so we're going to back up even a little bit further before this idea started. So we're going to back up to about five years ago of me in 2018 being a new mom. So having this little baby and hearing stories of women who really, they felt like they lost themselves in motherhood. And so people telling me stories of how, like, after their kids went to school, they had to even like, relearn what their favorite, what their own favorite ice cream flavor was, right? Because they were so immersed in their children. And so for me, it was really important to keep that sense of identity, right? In becoming a mom. And so I was really intentional about doing things that made me come alive. And so so one of the things that I did was uh, I heard about the Mrs. Wyoming pageant and I entered this beauty pageant on a whim which was crazy and really exciting. And the idea of getting all dolled up, like was really exciting to me. Yeah. Like strutting your stuff across the stage is awesome. And part of that process was you had to do an interview with judges, right? So you sat down kind of like this and they would ask you questions and I bombed that interview. So I, that, so just to give you a, concept of how much of a bomb this was uh I got I won best fitness this is congeniality like longest married like all of the special almost all the special awards for that year uh but I did not get the crown and I think it was because of that interview and so it made me realize that I have this fear of like answering questions on the fly it's terrifying to me mm. and I really wanted to get better at that, and especially with mom brain, like where you can't think straight anyways. Uh, I really wanted to be intentional about practicing that. And so I started reading these different self-help books and things like that. And uh, a couple of them recommended um, jumping in with an, uh, an MLM, a multi-level marketing company, just to get some experience. 
And so, okay, well, I ju- jumped in, I, I tried it. And uh, <laughs> it was it was an epic failure from a financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if anyone is an entrepreneur out there, like trying something new, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you fall flat on your face. And uh, it was three years of trying this and um, yeah, not making a cent. Uh, no profit and but from a personal growth standpoint it was awesome right so I I grew so much and I practiced like because you do like videos and posting and like reaching out to people and even though there's a lot of those interactions that I've had to apologize for later on right because it's it's this learning process of like not being salesy and icky and things like that uh it was a really good personal growth opportunity and to where it got me to the point of um, my business coach saying, well, you like fashion. Why not do fashion instead of skincare? Okay. So I tried that for a little bit. And then I realized after about a month of trying to promote someone else's clothing, I was like, mm, I want to, I got to sell my own designs. This is like, yeah, I can't promote somebody else's clothing. Like I want to sell my own design. And so I was complaining one day about uh, how inconvenient jumpsuits are to use the bathroom in and came up with this, with this solution and made a little, made a prototype because I've been working on sewing my own clothes for a few years now and sent it off to my uh, business coach at the time. And she, okay. So this gal, she is a former 300 mile per hour race car driver. Like she's an entrepreneur, a mom of five kids. Like if anyone could test it, she could. And she loved it. She loved it so, so, so much. And she felt amazing. And she's like, I can walk through my day and I get compliments like all day long, like about, and she loves it, how cute and comfortable it is. And, uh, without them even knowing the secret of like, you don't have to take it all the way off to use the bathroom. And so that spurred this journey of like, okay, maybe we could do this. Like, let's, let's keep going with this. And, uh, it was a lot of learning. Uh, uh, I don't have a background in business. And so taking business courses, taking learning about the the industry. And so that was another huge part of the journey is learning and having the student mindset of uh, it's okay to invest in yourself and invest in courses that can help you learn those skills that that you need to at least understand the industry, right? Because once you get into it, yeah, you can hire an accountant, you can hire, uh, you know, marketing people, things like that. But at least to understand the concept of where, uh, you know, just how how it works. <laughs> That's an important right. as, as a leader. Yeah. Well, I love I love uh, that you brought up this learning part mm-hmm. because I feel like that's a huge thing that when you kind of jump in, you don't really expect that you're going to be learning so much. Like I think a lot of the times you're like, okay, well, like I know how to do maybe this one, this one skill, right? Like you had an idea, yeah. you knew how to sew. You're like, okay, I can, I can yep. do this. But then you're like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> there are a million other things about business that I don't yes. know. Yes, exactly. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. What was, what would you say is probably the biggest thing that you've learned during that first phase of business where you were just like, okay, all hands on deck, let's figure out how to do this. What were some of the biggest takeaways for you? Some of the biggest takeaways was just, uh, I think 
gathering all the information I could. I mean, not letting it paralyze me, like, so still moving forward, but uh, just making sure to learn what I need in order to keep moving myself forward. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay. So we've, we've learned this stuff. You yep. sent off your prototype. Then yep. what happened? Then uh, I found a, a designer partner because, you know, I can make my own prototype, but it, you know, doesn't quite fit right or is a little off. And my sewing skills are not super awesome yet. Uh, I, they still have a little work to go. And so sent them off and that they began uh, digitizing that pattern, you know, just bringing it to, uh, to completion, sending me samples. And it's just this whole back and forth process of uh, perfecting those patterns and sourcing fabric and making sure to choose, right? Because as a business owner, you get to choose where you source everything from, right? Mm -hmm. So whether that's your shipping, that's your packaging, that's your materials, you get to choose whether you want to have the convenience of something that might be cheaper or something that, just depending on what your ethics are, right? So for me, it's really important to have fabrics that are um, either sustainable or, or ethical. So it doesn't matter where they're made, but as long as the people are treated well who are making them, like that's, <laughs> that's the key. And so finding those things and aligning myself with those people um, has kind of been that, that second stage or phase of this process. Yeah. Did you, did you come across any challenges as you were figuring that out, you know, as you were doing your sourcing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, one example of uh, a challenge was in some of the fabrics that I was looking for. Um, you know, you find a fat or I found a fabric that I loved. It was exactly what I thought I wanted. Um, but when I tried to source it from a wholesaler, there is, there was some greenwashing. That's the, a new term that I learned where people talk a good game. They say, oh yeah, we withhold, we uphold these ethical standards, but then they're very hesitant to give you any backup information mm. uh, to say, oh yeah, here's the actual certification showing that, you know, to back up our claims. And so finding that proof has been really, uh, has been a challenge. And so I've had to go with certain suppliers over others because of, because of that. Do you, do you feel like, and I, I really, I mean, I'm sorry that you experienced the greenwashing, but I think this is a really good learning opportunity for a lot of people, yeah. not just of, you know, make sure that you're asking the questions and really researching, but also mm -hmm. in your own brand, make sure that yeah. you're backing up your own claims and are being true and honest. Do you feel like that has yes. affected the way that you have branded your business? For sure. Yes. And so I've, uh, doing my best to be really transparent about, okay, here's where our fabric is coming from. Here is where our trims are coming from. And even if, um, you know, for example, if, if we run into a trim where I can't verify, you know, where it's from, uh, to be transparent about that, you know, if that happens at some point, I haven't had that experience yet. Uh, but it's being just honest about where things are coming from. Yeah. Right. Do you find that sometimes um, it can be a little difficult to be so transparent? Do you, maybe is that uh, kind of nerve wracking for you stepping up to the plate and just letting kind of doors fly wide open? What, is that, <laughs> what has that been like? Yeah, uh, I guess some people might say, you know, what about competition? 
right? That would be the biggest, um, mm. you know, potential downfall of, oh, they know, you know, if someone knows where I get my fabric from, they might tr try to use that fabric and make their own. Okay, that's, that's possible. Um, there's other ways to protect yourself, things like that. Um, we are getting a pat, uh, we are patent pending on these designs. So that's really Very exciting. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so there's other ways to, to protect yourself, but I don't know. I, I imagine there's companies like Patagonia, right. Who are very transparent about their supply chain. And I think that's okay. Right. Because if somebody can learn from, Oh, she gets her fabric from this place. This is a really good place. I want to make mm -hmm. something out of this fabric, even if it's different, like, helping each other out in the business world of like okay this is a really good you know place to get fabric or trims or whatever what have you i i really love that you bring that up actually this concept of helping each other out i think that is something yeah. that in the past has kind of been shamed and like not really talked about and i think especially women mm -hmm. entrepreneurs now are like opening the door and really yeah. trying to bring everyone together and like understand that we can all do this together. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you were starting out that you also felt that kind of all hands on deck, um, bring each other together kind of environment? Yeah, I think so. Um, gosh. So one person who I really look up to is Sarah Blakely. And oh, so yeah. just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just her attitude of like, yeah, let's, let's do this thing together, you know, build each other up. And even in, um, there's some other people that I've come in contact with, um, Girl Power Alliance is, is one I went to their conference uh, a while back. And their whole thing is that, yeah, there's no competition. You know, it's just all these business women getting together and supporting each other and where you can actually feel it, right? There's one thing to say it, and but still mm -hmm. be kind of catty on the side but to really feel it and to get aligned with women that are, are like that is, yeah, it's so cool. I love it. Have you made, so outside of your designer, any other partnerships up to this point, or is that something that you're thinking about doing in the future? Yeah. Uh, can you define partnerships? What do you mean by partnerships? Yeah. So, so for example, um, maybe you, cause I know you're sourcing your fabrics from different places. Is there yeah. um, a specific place that you are really liking and would love to support them more? So maybe you source from them more, or I know, um, I think third love is a bra company and like something that mm -hmm. they do is they'll also like donate and do some philanthropy partnerships as well outside of just what they create and sell. So I'm curious if that's something that you're thinking about doing. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I haven't exactly figured out what the philanthropy side of that looks like. Uh, but the, I think there is one fabric supplier that I really want to be able to support. So she's been so like, she's been a huge cheerleader for me and connecting me with people and just out of the blue, you know, the random person you meet on Instagram and, uh, she has a factory uh, motif handmade is is their brand i'll give them a shout out and they have hand woven fabric in bangladesh from recycled fibers oh wow and yeah and even though their minimums are are lower like they can't make as much right because it's all hand woven uh i really want to do some sort of a, a special jumpsuit line or special release or something like that to support people like that because i think it's so cool and the fabric is so gorgeous i love it 
I absolutely love it. I know that, um, so speaking of, you know, factories, I actually was introduced to a woman who was thinking about changing the way that factories are ran here in the U S and is wanting oh. to offer, um, like in-house childcare and free lunches and everything. I just, we're just doing everyone who's yes. listening. I am so excited for the changes <laughs> that are coming and what yes, we're doing. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Yes. So tell me, tell me what you see your journey looking like as you mm-hmm. continue forward. So you're in the process of getting a patent. Um, you know, you're, I know you're launching very soon when this, everyone, when this launched, when this episode launches, she will have already launched her, her, um, her line. So get ready to hop in there, but what else do you have in mind for your business? Oh man. So eventually it will be more than just jumpsuits. Right. Okay. The, big, the big vision is, okay, we're, again, Sarah Blakely is my hero and like becoming a billion dollar brand that has a global impact. Right. That's like, that's the big, the big goal. So you heard it here. <laughs> and so expanding into things outside of just jumpsuits and I love making you know, formal wear dresses and uh, yeah, the sky's the limit. <laughs> I think with the creativity and um, yeah, with what we can create together. I love it. Well, as you talked about in the beginning, you know, the show really is all about peeling back that curtain. And so Mm -hmm. when you think back to when you were starting out, what are some things that you wish that you now know that you wish you would have known, or you wish maybe people were saying that you weren't hearing at the time? Oh man. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at my notes to see if I try and jog my own memory here. It was uh, a big question. I know. I didn't prepare you for it. It is a big question, it. yes. Uh, so I really feel like there's not a whole lot. Oh, there is one thing. Uh, that product development can take a lot longer than you think. Mm. Or a lot longer than you realize. And also going with your gut of, is this working? Is this not working? So, I mean, I'm one of those people that give people the the benefit of the doubt, like, okay, this didn't work this time. Okay. You know, let's, let's work through it. Okay. This didn't work again. Okay. Yeah. And so just going with your gut and trusting, like, if there are people that you need to come out of alignment with and move, you know, connect yourself with people that are in more of alignment like with your mission and values and yeah, with what you're working for. I love it. I love it. And one more big question. So we talked about what you wish you would have known then. What is something Mm -hmm. that you wish more businesses were doing now that you feel like would help you out in this phase that you're in? Oh man. I'm drawing a blank on that one. <laughs> that is okay. That is okay. We can always yeah, sorry that about that. another time. We'll have you back yeah. on and you can share yes. this next phase that you are in. <laughs> Was there anything else that you want to add for the audience today or anything else you want to tell us about your story or any advice that you'd like to share? Yeah. Uh, so if anybody is a new entrepreneur, just learn, 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 learn. Uh, and move forward. So the the best piece of advice I think that I've ever gotten is well, two pieces of advice. Um, done is better than perfect. Oh yeah. Okay. So don't, don't let perfection paralyze you and you can quit today, but don't quit tomorrow. 
Ooh, saw that from you... my business coach, Jesse Harris Bowden. She said, you can quit today. So if you're having, a, if you today is falling apart, like you can quit today, but don't quit tomorrow. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. So Brittany, how can people connect with you and how can they find you and how can they purchase your jumpsuits? Yes. So you can find us. Our website is www.neverpnakedagain.com. Okay. So neverpnakedagain.com. We are also on Instagram at Brit Schmidt Official. So B-R-I-T-S-C-H-M-I-T Official. You can also connect that through, through our website. So yes. I love it. Everyone, you heard it. Definitely reach out to Brittany. Um, she's clearly cool as hell. I'm very excited to see these jumpsuits launch and see where your journey takes you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yes.